You ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dante. And I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. another episode of The Living List. We are so happy to be talking with you, meeting with you once again. I am going to start this episode off with a quote from Steve Marabelli. He is a behavioral scientist, but also an inspirational speaker, a motivational speaker, and an author. I have some of his books. Definitely check them out. Here's the quote. Love yourself. Enough to take the action required for your happiness. Enough to cut yourself loose from the drama-filled past. Enough to set a high standard for relationships. Mm. Enough to feed your mind and body in a healthy manner. Enough to forgive yourself. Enough to move on. I absolutely love that quote because self-love is absolutely so important. And today's episode is all about self-love. You can be your own best friend, And sometimes, unfortunately, we could be our own worst enemies. So we're going to dive deep into that. Like the things like what really makes us happy. We're going to take a quiz. We're going to evaluate like are me and Brittany happy? Is our living list community happy? We got to know. Also, do you even know yourself? To create happiness, you kind of got to know who you are and what makes you happy. And that's different for everyone. We'll talk about it. We're also going to talk about self-limiting behaviors. These are those toxic things that absolutely hold us back from being our best. Are you a person who has perfection paralysis? Are you a person who compares yourself to others? Are you a people pleaser? These are self-limiting behaviors. We're going to unpack that. Also, we're going to talk about the healthy practices that can make ourselves love ourselves that much more. So we're super excited to dive into it. So let's get started. Today's episode, the first topic we're going to talk about is happiness. Do you know what happiness truly is? If someone asked you to define happiness, what would you say? Happiness for me is doing whatever makes me feel good. It's surrounding myself in it. And it's also recognizing and acknowledging what doesn't make me feel good and why. And I feel that why is important because that's how I can shift back into the happiness. It's how I can break those patterns that led to the feelings in the first place and really just be in a place of positivity around people that bring the same. Okay. So if I were to define happiness, I would say happiness is my ever-changing source of joy. Happiness can come from me. It can come from places or people around me. Um, Happiness is just really my constant refill, the thing that keeps me going. Um, It's really hard to define happiness in a sentence, I think. But happiness is different for everyone. Like, my answer is not the same as Brittany's answer. Your answer is not going to be the same as our answer. Happiness can change from day to day. Happiness is something that you have to define. And it takes time to develop that. It takes time to know yourself enough to know what makes you happy. How was your week last week? It was productive. But I have to say, this might be the first time that I did not complete my I'm Down challenge. Okay. And that's okay. So, okay. Why why didn't you complete it? So, this week, I spent a lot of time 
just checking off other things on my living list. And that was, you know, definitely working on my media company website. So I have a whole outline for that. I submitted the copy for that this morning. I'm super excited about that. Um, I also spent a lot of time just planning different birthday parties, celebrating my friends, celebrating my family members. So that's something that I really enjoy. And also things that are on my living list. So I feel like it wasn't an everything's in vain type of week, even though I did not complete my Amazon challenge. I also, you know, we talk about this balance between work and life. And I really think I got an A plus this week on balancing my full time with my actual life. So I'm actually very proud of myself. It was a very productive week, Ariel, for me. So that's good. I mean, it's not like we're in this business of cranking out perfect weeks. That's realistic. Life happens. And sometimes as long as you like were happy with your week, that's all that matters because this is just to keep us on task, but we're not going to be slaves to our list, you know? So um, I think that's really good. I'm excited to hear that you found that work-life balance. We both know that is a challenge for us. When I say challenge. challenge. So, I mean, that's a bigger feat than writing a blog because you know you can write all day, but that is something that you've been challenged with. So, I mean, you know, there is always next week. Um, There is, and I'm still going to check this off of my list within the next four weeks. I think that's something we should always do. If we pull an I'm down challenge, the absolute best we can do is complete it. But if you can't do that for whatever reason, if you need to refocus your I'm down, Make sure you do it in the next four weeks. That way it doesn't get pushed to the back burner. It's still a priority. And you know, it's not one of those forgotten things that we always said we do and not do. What about you? How was your week? I took off on Friday, which was good for me. I have been not being as balanced. Like I felt myself falling into bad habits of you know, putting way too much into work and not saving enough time for myself. So this week my challenge was all about um, really planning out my schedule. Sometimes I'll, you know, have all these things I want to do during the week, but some reason or another, I don't get them done. And I'm like, how did I not get them done? I was working the entire time. So this made me um, get more in touch with time. Time is something that we don't have an unlimited resource of, of course. So when when I was actually writing down my schedule, I looked at it in 15 minute increments and I was like, okay, I can't get half these tasks done in 15 minutes. So for me to, you know, I might have to, for me to schedule, say, doing something on my website, I have to take out four blocks of 15 minutes to do that. So it made me look at each task, like, do, is this worth four of my blocks? You know, even things like phone calls with friends, even though I love my friends, I'm like, I should schedule time for certain things, unless it's an emergency or a friend really, really needs me because I do believe in like, you can push things to the side for, you know, the things that matter, your friends, your family, the people who love you. But I found myself like, okay, here's the problem. You are, you're not prioritizing the things that you have to get done for the day. That phone call that a lot of people call me, those phone calls, you don't have to pick up every t- every single time if you're not done the things you're supposed to be doing for the day. So that was something that I definitely learned from kind of planning out my week. So when I was planning out my week, I realized that I do not have enough time to myself. 
So let me take off on Friday. So I actually took off on Friday and Monday as um, time to just reset, you know, like, all right, great. I've discovered that I'm not really allocating my time properly and I actually need time to organize that, you know? So it was very helpful to really sit down and look at my morning. I think I have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to get everything done. I started my schedule at six this week, but I think next week I need to go into five. So we'll see. I mean, I felt like I did really good with it. I was conscious of looking at my schedule like, wait, you're not on task. And it also makes you identify the time wasters like Instagram. Instagram was not on my schedule, but I was on there, you know? Yeah. So like how long do am I gonna allow myself to be on Instagram or to browse on social media? So it was it was good. My week was really, really good. I went to a winery, you know. How was that? It was good. Um, you know, I felt like it was summer for the first time in a very long time. I'm still quarantining. I know a lot of people are out here friends in Atlanta, I see people at strip clubs and stuff like that, but I'm still personally trying to keep it as safe as possible because we are still in the midst of this pandemic. It's not over. We see numbers spiking. So I'm really trying to be careful of what I do, what type of activities I do, but that is, you know, it could be disheartening. So I was like, all right, go somewhere where it's still kind of safe. You're outdoors. You don't have to, you know, feel like limited you don't have to feel nervous and scared that like I'm, I went to a winery, but I might die, you know? Right. So the winery was really, really nice. I got to sit back, relax, chill. I went with a few girlfriends. I had a great time. Of course, tasted some good wine. I love peach wine. I had some peach wine that I need to go back and get a bottle of. So we, we might have to go when you come in town. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, what else happened? I, I went to, I did go to this uh, outdoor bar that was, I felt like a little too crowded. So I was kind of like, oh, I shouldn't really? went. Really? Yeah, it was a little too crowded. I was like, I gotta go. This is dangerous. So even outdoor places, I feel like people, like people were coming up to our table and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. This is intense. But um, all in all, my weekend was really great. I ran the bridge. I love that. You know, it was a good week. I, I have no complaints about my week, honestly. Uh, you sound and look really happy. And I think, you know, that's all that matters. I like that you took some time out for yourself. And I hope that there's a lot of entertainment and like self-enrichment on your schedule too, you know, and it's loose enough where you still get to have some fun. Cause we all deserve some fun and some happiness. We do. I think that's what I learned, like to your point that it doesn't have to, even though you're scheduling, you also have to schedule the downtime and the time for you to actually have fun and relax or like literally time to do nothing. Um, so that was important. That was, that was good. It was good. I had a good week, you know? Oh, and I, um, I talked to someone, I, I signed up for Hinge and I went on like a, you know, I talked to someone on the phone. It was not nothing. I was like, Ooh, this is, this is why I don't be dating people. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I did sign up for Hinge and I talked to someone on, on, on Hinge. Um, Definitely not my husband or my boyfriend or a date, but it was like I put myself out there, you know? Yes, it's good to get the practice in. Get the it practice was, in. Honey, it was like the bat in cage. I was like, where did you get <laughs> here, honey? But yeah, it was it was definitely practice. I don't know. I don't know if I want to play that game again, but it was definitely some sort of practice for somebody out there. So it looks like we definitely had um, a week that geared towards happiness, and that kind of takes us into our next topic. Happiness. <laughs> Do you know what makes you happy? 
are you even happy and how do you know? So we took these happiness quizzes, you know, we love our quizzes to kind of self-evaluate because that's the only re way we really know like where we are, where we're at. So we took a happiness quiz. So um, Brittany, how happy are you? Well, according to this quiz, I am an expert at happiness, honey. I scored an 85 out of 115. They don't really tell you like what areas you're super happy or where the deficiencies are. They basically had this wrap up message that basically said, you're an expert in happiness, go teach other people how to be happy too. Um, but what I will say is, I found some of the questions really interesting. They focused on anywhere from an introspective journey, how do you see yourself, to a your community type of question. One question I thought was super interesting was about your spiritual community. And I, that's probably where I actually probably scored the lowest because it asked when, how often do you meet with your spiritual community? And I think I put like once or twice a year because that was honest for where I am now, right? But I also thought it was interesting. I'm not sure I would have scored as high based on the questions they asked pre-corona. Definitely not the end of last year. I will say this year, I really did take a introspective journey and commit to my personal happiness. So I, I definitely made changes and I see changes. But when they asked, when do you do something that challenges yourself? If we were still working, it would be never, honestly. So I really think that that happiness meter is up because of our new working environment and situation. What about you? How did you score? I scored an 85. No, I'm sorry. I scored an 81 out of 115. And it said I was a happiness expert, right? And I was like, okay, so it seems like I'm doing pretty well and I'm happy. But a lot of the questions were geared towards like personal fitness, taking care of yourself, being grateful, which I feel like I'm always grateful, but like the taking care of yourself, alone time, personal fitness, those were not things that I was allowing myself to do because I had the time to do it. Those were not things that I was choosing to do pre-corona. So I was like, I actually am happier, which is weirder, in quarantine, you know, um, because I had to take and peel back the layers of like, okay, what am I going to do with my time? I got to choose what I, what I do with my time. Um, and I have more power over my day and I absolutely feel happier. So it's very interesting that you kind of came to that same realization too. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who may be mm -hmm. feeling similar or people who are not feeling similar. And, you know, I think whatever the case may be, Corona has made us reflect on who we are. Do we actually like ourselves? So, um, yeah, I feel like it's been helpful for me um, because I'm able to take care of myself. And I think I like myself a lot more when I'm taking the time to take care of myself. I, I feel like happiness is a choice. And I think that that's something that is said, but isn't really felt the way it should be. And to your point, you said something really important is we did have time to make these choices to do the things that we're doing now, but we were so engrossed in our daily activities. We 
we started just running on the hamster wheel at a certain point. So it was a rinse and repeat. This is what you do. Go really fast, go really fast, go really fast. And we weren't really going anywhere. And I think that because both you and I, I do feel like in the gratitude bucket, we get that. We're full. You know what I mean? I feel like we're very grateful people. But what I noticed, and this was actually a little bit pre-corona, is that I wanted to not rely on gratitude as the measurement of my happiness. Because I do feel like when you rely on gratitude, you sometimes ignore the things that aren't making you happy. And if you ignore the things that aren't making you happy, you can't shift into happiness. You know, gratitude is just a vehicle, a tool, a component of happiness. It is not all of happiness. It doesn't encompass happiness. And, you know, for me, it was, okay, I would find myself saying, well, you know, you shouldn't complain because, or, well, you know, it's not as bad as so-and-so, but is that what we're measuring our happiness about? No, like it's okay to be grateful and to say, I have an amazing life and I also want this to be better. Or I have an amazing life and, you know, I have an amazing job or I have an amazing salary, but I could also use this because whatever that this is, that's also a part of your happiness. So for me, I also think that, you know, just not being lazy and saying that I'm, a, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, I'm gracious, you know, I'm so appreciative, but actually taking a hard look at, am I happy? Because those are two related, but definitely two separate things for me. It was happiness became about actively creating the best life for me and definitely during this quarantine situation. Definitely, like gratitude is a vehicle for happiness. It allows you to be happy in the now, no matter what is going on. But that shouldn't always be the bucket you lean in on because you're not going to change just being grateful. Um, I think I believe in the cliche saying gratitude. Um, gratitude affects your latitude. Gratitude will affect how high you go because if you're always grateful for where you're at, I feel like the universe will always give you more, give you more, give you more. If you're always looking to the left, looking to the right and seeing like what other people have going on, you're not going to get more because you're you're like envious, you're jealous, you know, but if you're happy where you are in your space and, and grateful for the things that you have, I believe you get more things. But to your point, we can't just lean in on that. That's like one out of the seven things that we should be focusing on. So this, um, you know, this time has definitely gave us gave, you know, like you said, me and gave you the opportunity to really hold yourself accountable to taking taking ownership of your happiness. So yeah, the um the quiz was very interesting. I think you guys should take it. We'll definitely put it on livinglesslife.com for you guys to check it out. I think it's a very basic quiz. It's only 14 questions. So you can see, you know, what are some of the things that make a what are some of the things or habits or thought patterns that lead to happiness? Um, and if you're not in that bucket or not thinking in that same mindset, then how can we change it? So um I think we also pulled up some habits of happy people. Yeah, you had um, seven habits of building a happy life. What do you personally think um, is happiness is to you? So for me, happiness is acknowledging what makes me feel good and surrounding myself in those things. But it's also me acknowledging what doesn't make me feel good. And most importantly, why those things don't make me feel good. I feel the why 
helps me shift the happiness and also break some of those patterns that led to the feelings in the first place. You know, happiness to me is feeling fulfilled. It's doing who I am and pushing who I am at my core and projecting that towards other people. For me, I have to be super cautious and set boundaries. You know, that's something I learned about my happiness. I am like an empath and in the like true sense of the word where I tend to definitely focus and act on instincts, which is a good thing, but I also happen to feel other people's feelings and that could be draining. When I first moved to New York, I used to go to bed at 6.30 every day because I was so drained from like being amongst all those energies at one time. Like I had never been in a packed subway before where like I was exhausted actually just going through my regular day. And I had to say, okay, what can I do so that this doesn't happen? Because I would sleep at 6.30 and wake up the next day. I was so exhausted. Happiness is just, you know, again, just really creating that life. What do I want to do? Where do I want to be? What makes me happy and who makes me happy? And stick into it. What about you? Um, I feel like happiness definitely is, it changes day by day. You know, one thing, something that made me happy three months ago might not make me happy now. Happiness is evaluating what I want at a moment by moment, making choices that make me happy. One day I may want to go to the beach. One day I might not want to go to the beach and I have the power to, to decide that. So I think that not um, necessarily just going with my feelings, you know? Um, also, like you said, boundaries. I think boundaries is something that I'm just learning, to be honest. And I'm learning that I have to save something for me. I'm always like, oh, give, 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 give. Or, oh, you know, you have a problem, let me listen. Or, oh, you know, what do you want to do? What are you working towards? Let me help you. Or if, you know, giving my, giving so much energy to people's conversations when it's like the same conversation over and over and over. Sometimes you just got to, honey, zip lock it up, save something for yourself and just relax and just be like, and just listen, you know? I've definitely learned as of recently, I'm like, I want to listen more because it's draining to continually talk. It's draining to be like, constantly like you know I'm a helpful person by nature so like oh I want to help you honey if they didn't ask you don't always have to pour out um also I've learned about happiness is matching people's energy you know if if you feel like you're always calling a person and they don't the phone calls don't come into you that can be after a while like it, it doesn't make you feel good you know yeah. so just really like matching like giving more to people who give me more and giving less to people who don't, who aren't there to serve me, who are only there to take. So um, boundaries have been very important in my happiness. Um, I'm definitely learning that. Definitely, you know, alone time for me is, definitely makes me happy at this point. I never knew that, um, knew that so much, but just being in my own space and just being able to, to be with my own thoughts absolutely makes me happy. Cause sometimes I can be, you know, I'm a, my, my mind is very active. And if I don't take a moment to be like, to comment and reset it, like I'll be thinking and up and anxious all night, you know? Um, sure. But just really being able to like calm down and reset, that makes me happy. Um, happiness changes for me, you know? Um, and I think just being open to that is, um, is good for me personally. I might need 
you know, a different, a different thing on a different day, depending on my hormones, you know, um, but just really like allowing myself to be like, you deserve to be happy. So what do you need today, Ariel? You know, um, happiness for me is being fearless. I feel like when I'm able to just like open up and do exactly what I want to do in a moment, I'm proud of myself, you know, um, and just, and just, you know, not letting anyone tell me how I should feel about things. Speaking up makes me happy. Being assertive makes me happy. Um, and just kind of doing me, like even if, it, if, even if I have to do it alone, that makes me happy. So to sum it up, <laughs> happiness is different every single day. Um, and I just want to, you know, lean in on that, so. I think that these, these shifts in happiness that both you and I talked about, you know, it being something that is mutable, it's mercurial, it's changeable, it's not something that's set in stone is super important. And again, you go back to this happiness quiz we took and if I took this quiz six months ago, although I thought I was happy because I you know, was grateful and gracious, I definitely would not have scored an 85. I'm not sure I would have scored a 65, you know? And when I look at the quiz, some things that I wasn't doing, I wasn't completing challenging tasks. I wasn't moving my body three times a week for 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes, which I thought was a very interesting question that they asked. You know, and when I ask myself why, it's always the same thing. I was doing these self-limiting behaviors, these behavior, behaviors that weren't allowing me to be my full self. They weren't allowing me to show up as my full self. They weren't allowing me to give my full self. And they'll stop you from achieving the success that you want and the success you deserve. For me, those behaviors were putting other priorities over mine, other people's priorities over mine. They weren't investing in myself. This was something that they asked specifically on the happiness quiz. It was, are you investing in yourself? And like, now I can say yes. You know, I have a personal trainer. We are working on our podcast. I am working on my website, you know, and these things take money. I am investing time in myself. I never gave six months ago, definitely not three months ago. I wasn't giving myself time, you know, not the time that I'm doing now. So I know some other self-limiting behaviors that other people might have. It's focusing on the fantasy instead of how to achieve a goal. Excuse me. It is you know, wanting the easy way. Some, that is a very real self-limiting behavior that some people have. Um, along the way, you know, we just, we find and we identify these self-limiting behaviors and then it's up to us to say, okay, what am I gonna do about it? What, have you found some self-limiting behaviors along this journey when you were taking your happiness quiz or just like you said, you've given yourself so much time now to just say, do you like yourself? Were there any habits that you noticed that were a little bit self-limiting that you changed? Definitely. I think perfection paralysis is the biggest one for me. Um, and something that I think I'm doing a really good job of working through. I um, actually, from the living list, I launched my website, arieldonce.com. And my first blog on there was perfection paralysis. I started so many projects and and held back so many projects and so many things because I was always waiting for it to be perfect. Even this podcast, if we were to let perfection keep us back, 
it would have never happened. And sometimes you end up holding yourself back so much. I countless things like, you know, I did on, if you go to my website, arielldonce.com, there's an example of my perfectionist perfection paralysis getting in my way. I started this project called the pieces of me project, which was a heart project. It was a passion project. And what, first of all, a passion project does not have to be perfect because that's what it's about. It's about passion and something that pulls at your heartstrings. So the pieces of me project was basically about connecting African-Americans to the African heritage. Um, you know, in school, we learn about slavery. We think that Harriet Tubman was only um, on the Underground Railroad. We, you know, we don't learn that she was a war strategist. We don't learn a lot of things about our history and our culture in high school and even college. And after a certain point, when I got out of school, I realized, I was like, I really don't know about my history or my culture. And I started to learn things like Black Wall Street. Why didn't I learn about that in high school or college? I learned that from a friend. And I thought it was mm -hmm. so important for us to see images and things like that to change the way we're educated about ourselves. So I was super passionate about it, found, you know, eight friends that were down to help me out with what I wanted to do. We created this beautiful photo shoot and I created a video around it, started a documentary and I never released it. Yeah. Why didn't you release it? Perfection paralysis. I never released it because, and, and in my head, I was kind of like, Oh, you know what? It's because you you care about this so much, you want it to be perfect. No, you were scared. Yeah. You were scared that your vision would not be received by other people in the way that you wanted it to, which goes to control. You're trying to control how people see what you're doing instead of just being confident enough to be like, this is what we did. It's beautiful. Here it is. I wasn't able to do that. So now I'm seeing, that's something that I've done in the past for sure. And now I'll even be a little more sloppy just to get it out. Because I'm like, no, yeah. don't I get scared? If we pause a podcast, I'd be like, Brittany, no, I'm scared of the pause. I want to see you release, even if it's just a snippet of your pieces of me project. It's on there. I want to see you, I want to see it on your social. I want to see uh -huh. you talk about it. I want to see it be a thing. You put in so much work. Mm -hmm. And I know that because we've talked about this even way years before the podcast, you know, where you said about this project, because the funny thing about Arielle and I is that she'll have, she'll tell me about something that she like is passionate about or she's worked on and she's considering. And it'll be so in line with something else that I've done or have considered or worked on. And your face lit up when you talked about this project mm -hmm. you know so to keep it hidden in the dark even if it's on the website that you don't tell people about you know right. I, I feel like you're not doing yourself justice and we are our worst critics not just you and i but our living listeners out there their cousins their moms their dads you will find someone where you're just your worst critic i'm not going to say enemy definitely your worst critic and enemy. one of the habits of a happy person is letting it flow and that is something that i know personally i absolutely need to get better at i i share i'm very open with you guys you guys are like my best friends i share that i have a hard time relinquishing control and i'm a natural manipulator honestly so it doesn't always appear how people think it would appear right it's not me being bossy even though some of my friends do say i'm bossy but it's not me being bossy it, it's me trying to make sure that everything in a situation aligns 
the way I want it to in order for us to be safe and happy. But that's that's not real life. Letting it flow, you getting that project out, letting that perfection paralysis go. Because what I'm learning, and thank you to our Living List community and to you, Ariel, is that it's better done than incomplete, right? Like, there have been plenty of times when I did not want to post something to the Living List social media page. I'm just tell y'all, plenty of times. And then I think about it, well, we did the work. Even if I don't love it, I absolutely believe in the actual content behind it. And I know that this can help someone else. Because if I feel this way or Ariel feels this way, there are other people that feel this way. So definitely don't let the perfection paralysis get to you. Don't let the control, let it flow. It's a part of happiness. Did you have any other self-limiting? Because you do, you do stress the perfection paralysis. Did you have any other self-limiting behaviors you kind of discovered, especially um, during Corona? Yeah, um, I think that actually, I want to say that that has lessened during Corona. Um, my perfectionist paralysis because honestly something like corona will make you reevaluate your life and say wait a second we don't have much time time is limited you know you don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow and i saw this i posted this quote and it was saying that your um what was let me think about it for a second i have to share this with you with you guys because it shook me i was shook when i saw this quote um so the quote was it was basically like, let me, let me take a moment. I really want to share this with you guys. Okay. Procrastin <clears throat> Procrastination is arrogance towards God saying that you will be guaranteed to get tomorrow. Woo! When I saw this quote, I was like, take all of my edges. <laughs> I don't have no eyebrows left. I'm exposed. Yeah. I've never looked at procrastination like that before. Procrastination being arrogance towards God that you're guaranteed tomorrow. So that was, I think being in Corona snapped me out of that. It was like, oh wait, you might not, you don't have that long. You, you don't know when your day is coming up. So you need to get these things done. No matter what the circumstances are. I think I've been more productive with my creative things during Corona than any other time, which I mean, is keeping me happy. It's keeping me insane. If I didn't have the living list and the things that we're doing to continue to keep us happy, to keep us on track, literally don't know what this situation would have looked like on the other side of the coin. Cause Great. you know, when you don't have that, when you're not, you don't have something driving you to keep going, that's when like depression sets in and you know you when you allow too much space i mean you know you should take time time to quiet and things like that but when you allow too much space for like negative thoughts to creep in i'm not allowing it i'm keeping busy i'm keeping my living list and um you know i'm trying to have a balance between evaluating myself and being realistic not being crazy and not saying i'm so happy i'm doing my <laughs> and also like keeping myself busy enough to not allow myself to get upset. It's a balance and that's just what life is. So um, I definitely think to your point with the controlling thing, I want to say about Brittany, she's controlling, but again, like I feel like sometimes you're like controlling bossy, but a lot of the times it's that like, oh, this smells so good. Don't you like the way it smells? <laughs> there is this other candle over here, and I think that's a good candle. But like, 
honestly, this is probably like the best candle I smell. But if you, <laughs> that's totally fine. I mean, there's some people out there that would like those type of candles, but you know, like there's a certain type of person that would like this candle. But I don't know if you get it. So do you want this candle? Or you want that candle? <laughs> that's, Britney's, that's Britney's controlling. It's like that creepy, like, like it's almost like seductress. <laughs> Just, I, I am. I had to. I had to myself like I can be not on purpose and not with malintent yeah but in the way that I do things I could absolutely be manipulative yeah and I have to catch myself and part of that is also being an impact like mm -hmm. I have to catch myself because you you feel people so strongly sometimes that you're like okay so I know exactly kind of what to say where they're not going to be so offended if and we can still get this outcome I want so let me try this Honestly, some of the fust, funnest, most fun, sorry, times that I've had have been absolutely random. They have been free flowing. It has not been things that I've controlled. The only thing I controlled was myself and the people that I was with. And I let everything else flow. And when I was younger, and this is how bad it is, like I was 19, the height of my freedom. And one of my guy friends was like, you need to learn to let it flow. Mm -hmm. You are so controlled and bossy. I'm like, what? No, I'm not bossy. I'm not controlling. Like, we're having such a good time. And he was like, no, we're having a great time. But I know you and I know what you're doing. Just have a good time. Like, it's gonna come. What you want is coming. Just relax. And he was absolutely right. And it's something that I'm still working on, but definitely a lot better. I'm happier because of it. You said what? Well, you're happier because of it, right? Yes. I think that's, but that's, uh, that's a very strong move for you to be able to say that out loud, but that's the only way that you can kind of get through those things. Cause none of us are perfect. We all have our stuff with us and, but acknowledging that like, Hey, this is a thing that I do. And no matter if people acknowledge it or see it or not, it's a thing that I do. And a thing that is holding me back from being as happy as I can be. But you know, I think that I've talked to you about this when it comes to like romance, I'm like, do you not like this man, Brittany? Are you scared to love him? Because <laughs> it's, you know, like, you losing control is scary. It is so scary. It is scary. I'm controlling too, but in a different way. Like, I'm not, I'm not super controlling. I wouldn't call myself a controlling person, but when it comes to things that I'm passionate about, I'm kind of like, I think my way's the best. And like, I try not to be like that, but like, there's some points where I get that way and I have to be like, Ariel, Mm -mm. You got to share your toys. <laughs> like, Ariel, it's okay, Ariel. And then sometimes it's like your way is the best and you need to be like, okay, no, I really think this now. But I mean, you're not born on the earth to be alone. Yeah. Like, otherwise, God would have put us in pods. You're <laughs> to like play with each other nicely. Doesn't work out like that. But if you're controlling, you're, you're holding yourself back from those amazing things that you could be embarking on. Like, your adventures, your hikes, whatever it is that, you know, love. I think when you let go, you're gonna find love. Well, I'm I, working on letting go. Huh? I'm working on letting go. You're doing good. I'm working on it. I think that I, what I had to tell myself was, if I think that I control everything, then that means I'm responsible for the earth, the world, things that go right, things that go wrong. And that's 
absolutely not true and I know that. So then it's like, well, if you know these things, you can't truly control, concentrate on controlling yourself and let everything else flow. And I feel that, you know, that has been helpful for me. I feel that new opportunities have come because of it. Letting go is just so important, honestly. Letting go of bad relationships, dead end hair, dead end jobs, like all these dead ends, just letting them go. And I do, I feel lighter, I feel happier, you know, and I'm not controlling in the sense of, hey, you can't do this. I need to have things my way, or at least saying that. I'm controlling in, you know, not really allowing people to fully kind of go with the flow. And myself, I don't allow myself to go with the flow. So it's, it's been a journey. It's been a long journey. I've been this way for a long time and have been trying to change it since 19, just to kind of give you guys some depth into how deep this goes. Yes, you know, but I, I just know me. I know, I've, I've been this way since I, my family will tell you I've been this way since I was born pretty much. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I'm in charge. <laughs> like the world is on my shoulders and it's not real. And I think that's that's another part of happiness, being able to sort out perception from reality. You can perceive your world to be a way or even your role in your family and friends to be a certain way, but all of that are all of those things are things that you set up yourself. They're not real. You can change them any day and be who you want to be and who makes you happy. And being less controlling and letting go and being free is so much less work. Yeah. Because when you're constantly trying to like adjust the narrative and shift it in like this person is this way, but they should be this way, or this thing is turning out this way, but it should be that way. That's draining. It is. That is so draining. So um, yeah, no, that's definitely good that, that that's something that we're, you know, both working on in completely different ways. Yeah. Both working on it. Yeah. Um, I think another thing for me is um, that has controlled my narrative or controlled my progress was like letting insecurities get in my way, right? Mm. So when I think about in top line, right? If I top line look at myself, I consider myself a secure person. I consider myself a confident person, right? But that's top line. You have to look at the symptoms. Not like I wake up and I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, ugly. And like, I'm I, my life, like, I don't wake up like that. I wake up yeah. happy, but the symptoms of it are like things like when I don't want to do a photo shoot until I get X amount of weight. I don't want to do this until I do this. Those are insecurities. Like if those are the symptoms of insecurities, it's like, why are you not okay now? So like, like even like this top, right, Brittany? Usually, I would not wear a sleeveless top on camera. Me either. <laughs> not. And look at us. Got our little drinkles out. Like I'm so happy. We are really growing and glowing, okay? <laughs> no, but no, it's like, you got to be happy with now. Yeah, that's great. I've been working out about seven days a week for four weeks, I mean, for four months now, and I lost 15 pounds. That is slow, 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 but it's steady. And you know what? Am I supposed to be unhappy till I lose the weight? Maybe God is telling me that I need to be happy where I'm at and then in release control of the situation and be like, girl, you're beautiful because I feel like I'm a beautiful person. But like, oh, you know, if I was this, I think also like those insecurities make up, make you end up being what you think you are in the beginning. I, this is, let me explain. Yes. 
So when I was younger, ever since I was like, I remember my first um, realization of like weight and like looks when I was like four years old, I remember my grandmother walking behind me and telling me I needed a girdle. Oh my God. Why should a four-year-old know what a girdle is? But I've always been hippie and curvy, honey. My diaper was probably an apple bottom. <laughs> like I've always been curvy. And I, I remember at a certain point, I wanted to be skinny with big boots. But like, why? It was like partly what I saw on TV, partly like family saying like, oh, you're heavy, you're this, you're that, right? When I look back at my high school pictures, I had a four pack. I had what people pay for. The, what I would say is like the ideal body. I would die. I would get my left toe burnt off for that body right now. <laughs> but I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't grateful for it. I remember my friend was like in high school, she was like, Ariel, I don't see what you be seeing in the mirror. She's like, your body's like Beyonce's. I was like, what are you talking about? But if I look back now, I'm like, wait, it was, you know? And I think those things make it worse. You end up becoming what you thought you were in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I, like for years, I would be like, oh, you know, I'm so fat. You know, even though I think I look good, but I ended up getting a little fat, you know? Based off of me being, you know, like letting that drive. So I think that, um, you know, I think it's important to identify those things. Like, not like, oh, glaring, like, you know, I don't have an eating disorder or I don't have, you know, but like, what are, why are you, why are you stopping yourself? Because what? That's an insecurity. So I think that that has definitely held me back. Also, um, you know, they say perfection, perfectionism is a sign of insecurity. Absolutely. So that, like, having to be, a, and I always held it as a badge of honor, honey. I was like, you know, I get it done. This is this, that is that, you know, like, I put, I go above and beyond every time. But why do I need to feel like I need to go above and beyond in a basic email? <laughs> like, you know, why yeah. do I have to get the graphs and create a presentation for a simple one sentence email? Like, you know, like little things like that. Why do you feel like you need to do that? Yeah, kind of an insecurity. You're so busy trying to make things so perfect that you're torturing yourself by making yourself do too much. So that's something I definitely related to. Um, even when they say controlling, they, they say that controlling is there's an insecurity there. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of our self-limiting behaviors and our self-limiting um, thoughts and the things that box us in, it really boils down to, I feel like, some insecurity somewhere that you picked up along the road or that happened even i'll go even further so um this week episode five we talked about me doing the savage dance right mm -hmm. and i finally dropped it took forever to to put it out whatever um but it was so much fun and for the longest time i'd be like i hate dancing I hate dancing. Then I was like, wait, you were a whole cheerleader and you love cheerleading and you love choreography. When did you start hating dancing? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want people to look at me or think I'm like messing up or think like, I'm not by any means, you know, America's next top dancer, but like, it's fun. Dancing is fun. But it's that like clamoring up that insecurity that holds you back and limits you. So, you know, from chasing your dreams, from finding your mate, so many things. So. Yeah, that is my rant. <laughs> I like the way that you really dived into happiness being 
a self journey. You know, you talk about these insecurities, whether they're physical or emotional and, you know, not really being able to identify them, but overcoming them. And I think that for me, rooting happiness in myself wasn't a natural thing. I think it was something that I had to switch because I think another part, and this might be like an insecurity, even if I can't fully identify it, but it was definitely, again, one of those self-limiting behaviors is that for me, my happiness was rooted in the happiness of other people. Mm. Like, oh, okay, like these people are around me. Did I do what I needed to do to make sure they had a good day or that thing they always wanted they got or that goal that they wanted to reach? Like, did I play a pivotal, rock, a pivotal part in that? That was where a lot of my happiness was rooted. And for it to be rooted completely in me is definitely new. You know, it's, I feel like it wasn't natural for me to be happy just focusing on myself. It felt selfish actually, Mm -hmm. because I was so used to being the added piece in someone's happiness journey. So what I also learned is that, you know, this feeling obligated to people, whether it's, you know, people that I love or a job or colleagues, or even so far as a location that I live in, you know, bordering dead relationships. I think that when I shift the focus of happiness onto myself, a lot of those other things I was able to let go. It goes to that letting things flow. You know, we've talked about this. I'm definitely considering moving from New York and relocating. I'm not sure which city yet. Might be DC, might be another city. But I felt like I had to let go of New York. And all these signs, Corona, (laughs) um, we just got the mandate that we're able to work from home into 2021, you know? So it's like, and I had said that when my lease was over, you know, I think I would really be ready to move. And it's like, why was I holding on? Why was I holding on to the city that I don't love right now? You know, I think that New York serves a purpose. New York is an amazing city. It's filled with amazing people and amazing jobs, but it was, why am I holding on to this thing that I know that I'm ready to let go? You know, and I think that when I was able to take this introspective journey on happiness and surround it with myself in the center, a lot of other things became clear. And probably some of those insecurities that make up control and all these other things kind of dropped a little bit. I think that's really an important thing that you said. Um, You have to root your happiness in you. That's what it boils down to. Because people go away, people are there for a reason or a season. Maybe you had to learn from the people that are around you how to make it about you. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't naturally that way. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's something that's very important. And also during this time of corona, where our happiness is rooted in us. And if it's not, it may be dangerous for you. Yes. You know? If you need people to be happy you might be in a dangerous place, an understandable place, but a dangerous place because you are, you know, you need that constant. I think about those people who the club was their source of happiness, them popping bottles 
at the club was girls or guys around them was their sense of validation. Where are those people now? How are they validating themselves? Or They're out here trying to catch Corona because they have to go to a house party. Right. And it's, and you see that you see people like, it was like five minutes into Corona people like, I can't do this. I need yeah. to club. But you know, for those who are fearless enough to go on that journey and reflect about themselves, this could be an amazing time. You know, it's, it's a trying time, but amazing time. Um, I think also back in the, in the seven um, habits of happy people, they say happiness is rooted in practicing mindfulness, being mindful of who you are, what role you play in your life and what role you play in others' lives, in other lives and evaluating what's working for you. Is it working for you, for you to, you know, be, be everything to everybody? Best of luck if that works for you. But I have learned, as you have learned, that it does not always work out well. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely, to, like you said, learning to pull back and learning to be selfish. Selfishness was not something that I was taught. My mother um, is like the most selfless, selfless person I know. To give you a funny example, but which is like a crazy example of how selfless my mom is. So my one time I put um, a glass pot on the stove. And for some reason, I didn't know that I couldn't do that. <laughs> And it busted open right before we were having company. So there's glass everywhere. I go to get a broom. I sweep it up. I come back. I found my I find my mom crawling across the floor. And I'm like, Ma, what are you doing on the floor? I was like, I just spilled glass. She was like, Oh, I'd rather get get cut than someone else get cut. So I'm I'm like, if you don't get up, use a rag, honey. But she has, <laughs> that's her mindset. And that's the person I grew up with. That's my female figure. So like I was taught sacrifice, do for others, you know? But sometimes that ends up hurting you. So I think this is definitely something important important for us to talk about and for our living listeners to kind of reflect on. Like, are you a people pleaser? Are you someone who half, no matter what you feel, goes along with the crowd? You know, and that is it's great to be someone who can go with the flow. But the opposite of that is like, don't go with the flow when it's hurting you. You know, like, don't that's when that's when we got we got to stop that flow. We got to pull back on that flow. Um, another thing that I thought was very interesting when we talk about this idea of like the you versus you. Right. You could be your own best friend, but you can also be your own worst enemy. I saw this um, quote from a friend, her name is Brenda. Um, she runs an organization called Miss We Care and she's such a giver, right? She um, helps young girls um, and inner city young kids. And she's just one of those people who is always doing something in the community. Recently, she, you know, I've been seeing her post about, you know, kind of reinventing herself. And she posted this quote that said, I was in a head on collision with myself and that crash almost was fatal. Which for me was like, wow. It sometimes is you, like that crash is almost fatal. We see right now a lot of people, you know, going through this battle with suicide. Not that suicide is something new, not that this is something that, you know, is new to our society in general, but we see it, I feel like right now, very prevalent among celebrities. Like we see people like Nick Cannon saying he doesn't want to be on this earth anymore. And that's that that fatal crash, you know? And I'm glad that he's speaking out about it because 
I think that's strength also, you know, like if you're going through something like that, I think it's, it's so strong to speak about it because there's nothing wrong with it. It's so fixable. But when you're at that point, you feel like you can't fix it. So, um, yeah, it, how do I think the point of this is us learning how to be our best friends, mm-hmm. you know, instead of our own worst enemies, stop that self limiting behavior. So I know you and I talk about this stuff all the time and we talk about like what is self-love and are we creating an environment for self-love for ourselves? I would say a little hand clap to us from when we met, we, me and Brittany, we met three years ago and um, probably like four years at this point it's going on. Yeah. And <laughs> we used to joke back and forth. We were like, we get along because we're the same type of crazy. Like me Absolutely. and Brittany are not the like sad, like if we're depressed, we're the like, Manic depressed almost like let's say we're the manics. We're the manics, maniacs. We're the maniacs. Yeah, we're the people like you know what? We're gratitude, right? We 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 talked about us learning to kind of get out of that, but we're the oh, you know what? My hair's on fire, but you know what? I had hair, and I have a picture with my hair now. So like the craziness. So you know, but now it's about like being realistic. You know, identifying our self-limiting behaviors. And now, like, how do we love ourselves a little bit more? Um, It's definitely not easy to create that loving environment for yourself because you have to be able to pick yourself up. But the first thing we, like our conversation is us identifying that. So um, in honor of self-love, Brittany and I um, came up with a 40 days of a loving you challenge. We are challenged ourselves to do something every single day for the next 40 days. Well, starting in August, we're going to do it up until August. But starting August 1st, we want you and I, all of us, to go along together on this self-love journey and do 40 days of just loving ourselves, you know? So um, simple things like every day taking 15 minutes to care for yourself, Um, whether it be, you know, drawing a nice bath, doing a nice manicure, um, just things that really, really, really make you happy. Um, Brittany, what are some of your kind of like self-love rituals that you do on a daily basis? So I would say I try and, and this has been me on my road to happiness this entire year. I try to do two things that make only me happy a day mm-hmm. and they actually vary. So yesterday, for example, I went on a walk. Because, you know, I am definitely still trying to respect the fact that there is a deadly pandemic, but I have been in the house probably for about 12 days. And I was like, I really just kind of need to get out. I went for a walk and I just walked until I was tired. And then I was like, oh man, now I got to walk back. So um, that was definitely one of the things. Getting some physical exercise, it's crazy. I used to be an athlete and... I forgot how good it feels to not be a lazy bum. Mm-hmm. My mind had convinced me that just laying down or sitting down was more enjoyable than getting my blood pumping, getting my body moving, you know, having those endorphins released. And that's how crazy and strong your mind is because it will literally rewrite history. It'll rewrite a story and have you believing something that you have experienced not to be true. So that's one thing I've done. Um, and one thing I did yesterday, something else that makes me completely happy is cooking. Also something that when I wasn't in my happiest state, I never did. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I probably ordered from Uber Eats for a year straight. 
Like I might cook occasionally, but it was probably like six times. It was lunch, it was working late. Another thing that I convinced myself was that if I was working, I had an ample excuse not to do something that was important to me. And I could just play the martyr. Oh, I work so much. And I had to be real with myself. I had to identify that. I had to say, this isn't me being a model employee. This is me maybe not focusing on the things that make me happy. So in that journey, in trying to find more time for myself, another thing that makes me happy is really paying attention to my work-life balance. Last week, I was so proud of myself because I really stuck to 50-50 split. And it's hard to do when you're working from home and you're passionate about your job. But I, I mean, I was so proud. 50-50 split. We had, you know, some breaking news happen that I jumped in for and I felt like that made me happy and it was part of my job. But for the most part, it was, okay, this time I scheduled out for me was for me. I ran a bath. Some other things I did is I got to, you know, my friends wanted to hang out this weekend and I didn't, and I didn't do it. I was so proud of myself because, you know, we're gonna do a quarantine, isolation safe get together, but I really didn't want to. And the old me would have done it. And I'm not driving right now, so that's a $55 to $75 Uber one way that I would have spent that I didn't wanna spend would have been outside of my house when I really wanted to spend time in my house, getting my life in order. Wouldn't have been able to clean up, unpack my clothes from my last trip, order things. So I'm, I'm super proud. And I wanna say too that it's important to really root your happiness in you because we're always gonna be transitioning. Our friends are gonna transition, our jobs are gonna transition, our locations are gonna transition and there's been so many people that I've known that have gone through these transitions and had no idea who they were without these things. Mm -hmm. No, it's who are you without this job, That's without this friend, without this location, without this amazing city? Who are you without this home? These things that we falsely use to identify ourselves, right? What are your hobbies? People don't have hobbies anymore. They don't know what makes them happy. Who are you outside of your relationship? Do I like me? Do I look healthy? Am I healthy? Is my skin glowing? Am I taking care of my hair? Like these are the things that I have been focusing on to make me happy. You know, it's not, I know lots of people say, well, would you be your friend? Yeah, I would be my friend because I'm an amazing person. I'm an amazing friend, but do I like me? Like, do I really like me? Am I happy with the life I've created? I've been on this journey to really just go and do these things that make me happy. Read a book, plan a trip in my head that is quarantine and pandemic safe. You know, these are the things I did this week and will continue to push forward to just identify my happiness. So I'm definitely looking forward to this 40 days of you. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's really good. Um, one, it's going to be reflective to really allow yourself to like, one of the things we have on here is mirror gaze where you have to stand in the mirror every single morning as soon as you wake up and look at yourself naked. And that could be scary because, you know, like, you know, of course we think we're beautiful, but like when you look at yourself naked, no makeup, that's when you, your first, for some people, your first instinct is to be like, oh, like, I don't like this. I don't like that. No, 
You have to look in that mirror every single day and find one thing you like, 10 things you like, 15 things you like if you really want to excel. Um, find, find some things that you like every single day about yourself. I am here. I am naked. I am out here. What do you like? What do you love about yourself? And when you're in, in the mirror and you're gazing and you're, and you're looking over yourself, what is something that you did today or yesterday or this week that you were proud of? What did you say? Like, you know what? It could be the smallest thing. I think that I really spoke my mind in that meeting and I got my point across better than I did last week. Mm. That's a feat. You know, I think that I did a really good job talking to my children in a way that they could understand me. Thing, there's things that you do every single day in your, in your life that you take for granted. You're like, I have to do it. You don't have to be a good mom. There are horrible moms. And there are. Like, you don't have to. And even if you are what you consider a horrible mom, there are ways that there are things in you that can reverse that. What are those things? Maybe you forgot about those things that are amazing about you. And it's easy to forget about those things, you know? After, I feel like when we're born, we're like born fresh and like we're these fresh things. And then these parents take us home and the parents aren't perfect always, you know? Then you ever. <laughs> ever. They're just people who had a baby. There's no complication. Yeah. There's no test. There's nothing. There are people who had a baby, and sometimes that wasn't a perfect transition for you. Then, all right, you knock yourself down a bit. Something else happens. You knock yourself down a bit. So every year, we, you know, we lose a little bit of that joy. But we were created with something special in each and every one of us. So when we look in that mirror, find that it's for some people it may be easy. For some people, you might be able to run off 17 things the first four seconds. For some people, you might have to stand there for 15 minutes for you to find something. Well, you have more work to do, but you have more happiness to gain from that work. You know, so I think that I'm super excited about this because for me, I'm going to challenge myself to come up with a different thing. You know, like I could look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I like your personality, girl. You know, <laughs> is that what you saw when you looked in the mirror, your personality? Well, I think that's what I like about myself the most. I feel like I'm a good, genuine spirit. Like, I like that about me. You know, like, I'm cute, but that's not my best quality. Um, but to your point, you know, it's you can look in the mirror and, and find a physical characteristic, but also identify the things that make you happy for being you. No, because it's it's easy to look around and compare yourself, especially we're in the age of social media right now. And um, it's very easy to compare yourself to people. And um, this is a comparison to you. This is a you versus you in the best way. Another thing we talked about this earlier. Another part of the challenge is gratitude on a daily basis. Every single day, get yourself a little mason jar. This is our, you know, I, I got rid of my cup. I forsaked my cup and I can't find my cup. <laughs> now I have a, a jar. But get yourself a little mason jar. Every day, find one thing that you're grateful for. The smallest thing, the biggest thing. There's something in everybody's day that you have to be grateful for. Some people, you're going to have to dig a little bit deep because you might be a pessimist. Sit there till you find one thing every day and every day will get easier. Because you're like, wait, you know what? I do have groceries in my house. That's something to be grateful for because there's people who do not have that. Yeah. I do have my family. There's people who do not have their family. Um, I have a mind where I can process things 
There's some people who wake up and they don't even remember who they are. So there's something that you could put in this jar. Yep. I have a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. My friend Justin actually encouraged me to start and keep it because we were talking about, he's one of those friends, you know how you have those friends that just check in on you and see how you really are doing, like they don't really want anything. And he was telling me, you know, I don't know what we were talking about because it was a while ago at this point. But when we were sorting it out amongst ourselves and like trying to make whatever it was the best it could be, he was saying, you know, well, I actually write down five things I'm grateful for every day before I start my day. So you'll, you'll find that maybe there's like a cadence that works for you. Maybe you want to do it before you start your day. Maybe you want to do it at the end of your day when like maybe, you know, the, the stress and the weight of the day or the happiness of the day has gotten to you and you want to like take a moment to just unwind and then you say, okay, what are some things that I'm happy for? Maybe it's the mason jar that works for you. Cause I know a lot of people like that, like tactile feeling and actually seeing your lessons pile up in a jar you know like that's amazing maybe you want to do different colors um i'm excited for this i'm excited for this i'm excited for just really focusing on myself and knowing what makes me happy and admitting and acknowledging that the key ingredient in happiness is you it's yourself you know it's it's knowing what makes you happy it's doing what makes you happy and it's okay to acknowledge the things that you aren't happy about. If you're standing in front of that mirror and you're like, wow, I really love my tan today and my cheekbones are popping and look at those legs. And then you're like, eh, the stomach's not my favorite. You need to do some crunches. You know, like let's not ignore it. You can love it and love and appreciate the body working for you. I say this all the time to my body and hopefully this helps someone else. I had the best body in the world. It has worked for me when I did not work for me. My brain has continued to function when my heart was not. You know, my legs have walked me up and down this country when I wasn't even really present. I don't treat my body the way she deserves to be treated. And she gives me so much love. And I owe her the world. And I think that's where the shift is coming from. And acknowledging that my body's been so good to me, and I have not been good to her. I don't make sure she gets the attention she needs every day. You know, my body is probably the most ignored thing on me. I, you know, just like, okay, this is a vessel. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be here. It's doing what it's doing. But just like, you know that you need to be appreciated, appreciate your body. Exactly. You hate the fact that it's working for you. I mean, it's getting us through life, literally. Like we are here because of this vessel. I think that's a really important point, girl. We, um, this, our bodies have carried us through so many things and we, and we take it for granted. We're just like, oh, okay. Yep. I'm gonna put this cheeseburger in it and get mad at it when it gets big. <laughs> what is this supposed to do, honey? Where is it supposed to put all those cheeseburgers? Where were they to go? They, <laughs> you get what you get, you know? Um, so it's, it's definitely for us to appreciate that. Um, gratitude to what's going on around us and gratitude to ourselves. Um, also, I think a, a cool thing that, that we're going to do for this challenge is the what's working for me, what's not working for me. Um, so let's make an appointment to say, okay, these are the things this week that, that worked for me. It worked for me when I woke up earlier. It worked for me when I stayed up late. Whatever worked for you, it worked for you. 
Now, what are the things that didn't work? Did it not work when you did an extra thing you didn't want to do, but you just did it? Did you people please, <laughs> you know? What didn't work for you? So I think just this really will help us to evaluate where we're at, what's working for us. And I'll, I'll be really excited to see where we all end up 30 days from now. So um, yeah, so this is exciting to do. Um, and practicing saying no is one thing that's on there. I'm excited for this. Yes, I'm very excited for it. So we'll have a um, full list of things on livinglesslife.com for you to do. We'll definitely be keeping up on social media. We want to check in throughout the challenge. Maybe we'll come up with some way for us to really connect. Maybe, you know, whether it be live, we'll, we'll figure that part out. But August 1st is when the challenge is starting. Um, so, yeah, so this is a challenge amongst our I'm down challenges. Um, something that, you know, obviously we keep on a weekly basis, but this is a, a long-term challenge, something to help us all out. I really am excited about this challenge. I'm excited about learning myself even more, taking time to devote to myself even more and taking time to say no. You know, the practice of saying no is a undervalued practice. You know, you have to remember that no is a complete sentence that it often does not require an explanation, even though we tend to give excuses. But the one thing you absolutely cannot say no to is an I'm down challenge. Okay, so you have your list all written out. But where is the plan? Take a task at random. And we execute with intention. You down? I'm down. So this week... We're going to pull some new I'm Down challenges. I'm about to pull for Ariel, and we're going to see exactly what she's not telling us no to this week. <laughs> Are you ready, Ariel? I am ready, honey. Let's see what I put, what I get today. This <laughs> you're going to think, I'm going to, okay, you ready? You did it on purpose. I know what you I doing. swear to God, I did not. <laughs> Which one is Where to God? Oh my Can God. you guess what it is? I'll give you one guess. Sexy photo shoot. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. So, so this goes right in hand with your looking at yourself in the mirror every day, looking at yourself naked, giving yourself these affirmations. So, you know, I completely understand if you can't or don't want a photographer in your home right now, but at least an iPhone photo or three. Okay, we'll do it. get that? Yes, we'll do an iPhone photo. What I want to do, I think that I want to, is this, tell me if this is cheating and I'll, and I won't do it, but I want to take a photo this week, a sexy photo, and then I want to take another photo after our challenge is done. You know how they say sexiness is something that like you exude? Like when you feel sexy and you feel confident, the photo is going to be more sexy. I'm curious to see what that difference will be and I want to put it out that before and after, after the challenge. Do you think that's fair? I think it's fair, but we're gonna make one amendment. <laughs> You're going to release the picture. Okay. And what you can say is, this is at the start of my 40 day challenge, wait until you see the finish, you know? Okay. And then after the 40 days, you can do a side by side of the first and the second. Mm -hmm. But you okay. definitely have to release the pictures this week. Okay, these are not like news. A, a shoulder is sexy, right? Right, it's whatever sexy to you. Okay, all right. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a sexy photo. I'm thinking. I've always wanted to take a picture with like my like degage like greased up and like that little like. Whoop. 
That'd be cute. It also goes with the hair. It's giving me very yeah. 30s flapper. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be, you know, wet, greasy hair and, and, and we'll get it done. So I'm there. I love it. All right. Let's see what's up for you. Okay. All right. This is actually great. Um, you've already started on this. Do you, you already, I think you know what this is. It's something for your business and you're already in the process of working on it. Complete my website. Yes. We're fortune tellers today. We're just pulling stuff that we like, <laughs> personally have asked for. The jar calls it and we, that's, that's how it works. I'm excited for this one. I'm really going to pull on my perfection paralysis and send it away. Okay. I'm okay having a phase one of this website. I need a website. I, it does not need to be perfect. It needs to be professional. I can always make updates, upgrades. I'm happy with this. I definitely need to get this website out. So you pulled it right on time. I'm glad we had this episode where I can really, you know, dive into my happiness and stop those self-limiting behaviors. So I'm excited. So sexy photo shoot, curatedmedia.com. Yes. So I want to ask you, when will we see that website? When will we be able to go to curatedmedia.com? So this launch, I guess in a week, right? Yes. So, okay. Let's say by the time you hear this episode, you should be able to go to curatedmedia.com and see phase one of the website. Should be or will be, because I'm down sounds definite, honey. You will be able <laughs> to see phase one of the website. I'm excited. Yes, we have to do this. We have to get it done no matter what, um, because you know this is what it's all about. So let's um, be fearless and bold and do our challenges this week. So I'm excited. I am super excited about it and I'm excited about this episode overall because we absolutely went into the phase of digging deep into who we are and what we deserve. The quote I want to end on is, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have the life you are excited about. Don't let others make you feel bad about that. Thanks for rocking with us another week and um, make sure you send us your I'm Down challenges, questions, and podcast topics and be a part of our awesome community by joining at Living List Life on all social networks. If you are down for starting that 40-day challenge of self-love, go to livinglistlife.com to see all our full details, and we hope you join us. On behalf of Brittany Sierra and myself, Ariel Dance, we'll catch up with you next time on The Living List.